Welcome to Prima's 2019 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education and Training at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Richard Spears will discuss key considerations in high-profile critical incidents. Richard has been in the insurance industry since 1980. He has served as a claims executive in the reinsurance and excess marketplace since 1985. We will also be joined by Taekwon Gilbert, Prima's Education Coordinator. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Rick. Welcome. What needs to be addressed and trained before a situation occurs? You know, in today's world, there's so many incidents that are occurring that end up in the news and go viral on social media very quickly. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but, you know, they're, they're defining them as critical incidents. And sometimes a critical incident occurs. I mean, it, it hits the media within an hour after it occurs. Sometimes it goes down the road maybe a couple days or even longer before it hits the media. So we're going to be talking about things that need to be addressed and trained before these things occur. One of the biggest issues that needs to be improved is the internal communication. And by the way, this session is not just for police-related incidents, even though they're getting the most publicity these days. And a lot of the things that I will address regarding incidents that did occur will be police-related. But we're seeing a lot more of these getting to the media. I mean, obviously, schools and sexual molestation, improper hiring and, you know, the discrimination and things like that are getting to the media, too. But what has happened over the years in cases that I've been involved with is that, um, like, something would happen in a in a department, and at first the department didn't think it was any big deal, so nothing else was said, and then all of a sudden something blew up, and and the media contacted a higher level at the entity, and they might not even know that anything had happened, or maybe they were advised at the last minute, but they didn't have much info. So it's very important to make sure that there's an improvement in internal communication from departments up the ladder to the and that and that openness is very important to to really look into. But in addition to that type of training, one thing that's very important to learn as soon as possible is any reputation you may have for not just police-related things or school-related cases, but employment issues. You know, you can go on the internet. I've always liked doing this, going on the internet after an incident occurs in a that I've been dealing with, and then looking at what comments people put in after those stories, because they're always a big, you know, like police cases, they're always making commentary. You know, obviously I'm from Chicago and, you know, the reputation for Chicago these days regarding what's been happening with, with, with shootings and all that. And I mean, those aren't police related shootings, I mean, just internal shootings and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, the city is being blamed for all this to continue going on. And so it's good to, to start, learning what your reputation might be because that can generate a larger critical incident early on. And then moving on with the training that's important is to make sure like police officers and who have the body cameras and recordings, they they, got to be very careful about what is said and not to be overreactive in comments after something has has occurred. A couple stories I can tell, I promise not to tell too many stories, but Several years ago out in Michigan, there was a police case where the police pulled over a, a, a kid who was uh, driving a little too fast, and they stopped him right in front of his house. And his father came running out of the house, and his father had recently gotten out of prison. 
and he kept yelling at the police. The police said, sir, back off. And this is all recorded, you know, back off, stay away, you know, we'll take care of this. And he wouldn't get away. Finally, the an officer, uh, two officers went and they had to take him down. Well, he had a prior health condition, and when he was taken down to the ground, he actually passed on. And he's laying on the ground, and the officers did not realize what had happened. But one of the officers said that, oh, look at him. He's faking. He wants to file a federal lawsuit. Well, that was the only part of that case that all of a sudden drew it up there. So the officers have to be careful. Um, and, uh, you know, earlier this year, there was a big shooting out in California, and after the shooting, one of the officers said, you know, turn off the cameras. And, and uh, so, you know, that's not, those aren't so good, but, but they have to be trained to make sure they understand that anything that's said on these recordings can be obtained either by the media or by attorneys that, you know, they, they, it's, you know, they, they try to go after it. And, and so that, that's very important. And then also another important aspect is the uh, openness that, I mean, not total openness, but, uh, you know, a town, when something occurs, their their willingness to release a video or whatever uh, as promptly as possible. I'm not saying it has to be done in an hour or, or a day or anything like that, but sometimes those videos are withheld for a long time, and uh, the incident might not have generated any publicity until the video goes out, and then the case can explode at the last minute. But things are getting better, you know, as far as the, the use of, of videos and all that. But another thing that's very important that, you know, they have to make sure they're aware of is that whenever an incident occurs, there's normally a ton of people taking, you know, videos, any witnesses that are standing there are video, videoing and then posting it on the internet. So that can start the media jumping on cases too. So it's just a matter of quickly addressing these as fast as they can. And another thing that's really important in training is making sure that not only the town officials, the uh, school board officials and all that, but get up into the political arena too, because on a lot of these cases, the politicians, you know, sometimes the mayor of a city or the city council and some, even the governor will get involved and make comments on something that they really don't have all the details of what happened. And sometimes they make those comments to avoid any protests or, or riots or anything, but sometimes those can really hurt the reputation of a, of an app of a place too. So there's a lot of things that could be trained, but really just the communication is, is very important. How can we learn about things learned by others the hard way? Yes. You know, that's also something you can learn on the Internet by, you know, if you hear of an incident, do that. But also it's good, again, you know, to check the Internet, but also uh, contact your carrier because uh, your carrier or you, if you're a part of a municipal pool or whatever, talk to them because they may have been involved in similar situations even if it hadn't become a critical incident yet, one of your, you know, somebody who you know who's in who's in the same industry can share some things that they learned the hard way on how to deal with it. But that's another example of how good communication between the people that you know that do the same type of work can help you uh, learn things the hard way. But your carriers are probably one of the best contacts because they've had to deal with a lot of those things. Then, you know, and, and then on the police side, other groups like Alexa Polk can help you through those things and they can help you understand how a situation can arise and things like that. So it's just uh, that way is the best way to learn about it is, is just checking out. You know, if you work for a different entity and and you had an incident, then that's something that would be good to get make sure that people you work with understand what can happen before they have to deal with a similar situation. 
And so it, it's really good that anybody who's ever had to deal with something is willing to be open. And, and uh, you know, I, I've gone to the Prima convention many years, and I think it's always been a lot of good conversation with, with people there that are willing to share incidents that they've had to deal with. And uh, it's really a good thing that they're willing to share it, and you can learn things and you can come around it. You know, a good example would be that communication that I was mentioning earlier. An incident is learned you know, by the by the mayor at the, at the last minute, you know, that that can really hurt the case. So make sure that that information is run up the ladder as, as quickly as possible. So it's very good that you can learn things that way. How can we improve our community relationships? That is hugely important. I've been seeing this a lot more often. You know, I live in suburban Chicago and I see this all around the suburbs and, and in the city too. They're having a lot of events now where police are being involved with and go to parks and meet with people and things like that. In the town that I live, and it's not just here, there's other towns that do it, they have this thing where officers get up onto the roof of a uh, local Dunkin' Donuts company, and but they're there to not only improve uh, their relationship, but they're also there trying to obtain some donations for Special Olympics and things like that. They have others where you can go to a store and, and, and this happens all over the country, not just in my general area, but you know, you can shop with a, with a police officer and you can, uh, you know, they have events where, you know, their children are there and it would be good. The, the sooner that younger people get to understand the police officers, what they're doing and things like that, I think that will help improve the relationship over time. But those events have been going real well. I was in Indiana last week and happened to drive by a park that was just totally filled with people. And there was a big sign up, you know, and, and about the police being there. And, and there was another one where I was driving by a hamburger place and they had a sign up that there were officers that were working behind the counter and they, they were, uh, you know, just, they were trying to collect some money for school districts and things like that. But just to show that, that they're relatively normal people and that they are, uh, you know, that they're, they're trying to do that. I, I think that would help to do that around, you know, for the officers just to spend some time. And it doesn't have to be a whole day. It can be a couple hours that they're working with people and, and uh, just generating conversations. And that's always been very helpful in, uh, in, in the areas and, and uh, Chicago's trying to improve their relationships with the community too, and and they they have been doing many things that I think have had an impact. Um, they got a long way to go yet, but I think they're still working on it in a good way. Thanks for tuning in to this Prima podcast. I would like to take a moment and invite you to Prima's 2019 annual conference, June 9th through 12th, in Orlando, Florida. Here are some words from Prima's Meetings Director, Monique Gilliam, regarding Prima's 2019 Annual Conference. If you haven't heard, Prima's exhibit booth sales are now open. We are over 50% to capacity and space is filling up fast, so reserve your spot today by visiting www.primacentral.org and clicking the Annual Conference tab. We'll see you in Orlando. To learn more about Prima's 2019 Annual Conference, visit primacentral.org. What incidents will grab the media's attention and who can declare an event as a critical incident? This word critical incident is really becoming used a lot these days. And and a lot of things can generate a critical incident. Technically, internally, it can be declared a critical incident as soon as enough is learned to realize that, oh, my gosh, this might hit the media. But the, the things to think about 
that can generate a critical incident description is the circumstances of the incident. You know, a good example on, on that is the circumstances. Sometimes the media will just say one aspect and, and not all of it. I was dealing with a case out, out in Iowa a couple of years ago where there was a police involvement on a, a guy was not shot and killed, but he was, he was hit in the leg and, 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 uh, but the media went crazy. I mean, they were making a big deal about it. And then because of the circumstances that were told, it was just, you know, they pulled somebody over, the guy got out of the car and he got shot. But those circumstances were enough to generate a lot of media. But a couple of days after the incident, the police released the video and all of a sudden the internet quieted down because that incident on video showed that it was, it was justifiable. But, but it sometimes it's just basic circumstances are known. That's when it's going to hit the media. But the emotional, mental, and physical impact of the incident, you know, if somebody is killed or somebody is seriously injured and things like that, that can do it too. You know, what, what another thing that I, I find interesting these days is, is in the, uh, you know, when there is a, an incident that occurs and the, and the news goes down to that neighborhood where it occurs and they interview local people, most of their, their interviews are pretty negative against the people that, you know, the, the town that was involved. They make it sound like something was improperly done. So, but, but, and I, it's understandable if it's an emotional incident, including, you know, if somebody gets killed or something like that. And then in some of these other areas, the general feelings of, uh, you know, do you live in an area that's, that's secure? I mean, it's safe to live in. So yeah, those things are all important. You know, when you're in a, when, when you're dealing with a situation that may have generated grief, you know, some people go into shock. Some people get angry and generate hate and bitterness and, and things like that. And uh, those can be a real problem because of those things. But those are the, the things you should think about when something occurs to see if there was anything that you can deal with because this tension, the situation awareness that, you know, some people might know more in the area than, than anybody knows because there might have been some internal communication between people that knew that and all that. And then so so that that can grab it and and start doing it that way. And then also we already talked about demographics, but that can have an impact on it. And uh, sometimes a critical incident is not defined or, or, you know, becomes a critical incident until the media gets involved or some of these plaintiff attorneys. They, they they're very good at getting on the media and explaining how wrong something was. And then all of a sudden something that didn't sound that big a deal became became a critical incident. Sometimes, uh, you know, the way the media jumps on these things, I don't have enough details on this, but, you know, the coach at Ohio State is now being really knocked down because of, he obviously made a mistake and not properly communicating an incident that he may have been aware of. It's not clear how well aware that he was, but if that was just internal, it probably would not have been made a critical incident. He, I mean, there would have been things like that, but once it hit the media, that became a critical incident on behalf of, of the school and all that. So it, it's it's very important to uh, think about all those situations that can generate media things. And then, you know, who can call it a critical incident? Well, obviously, the officers, you know, the, anybody who works, who was involved with it, they'd be able to tell you that it was, you know, sometimes it might have to go up the ladder a little bit. And, you know, if there's a, a control room manager or another line manager, you know, that they could say that and, and to do that. But of course, the media can also can call a critical incident. And, uh, 
but in, internally it you know it it should be made by a, a senior person to, to, i mean to verify that it is so that's another reason why communication is so important so that something is not overlooked because sometimes little incidents that appear to be nothing at first can be overlooked and that, you know the critical incident is important what role does personal perception play when observing an incident personal perception is very very important you know one thing i've always had problems with dealing with cases involving serious incidences. You know, a lot of these people were not there. I mean, the plaintiff attorney obviously wasn't there. Some of the people who are saying they're witnesses were not there when it happened. So, you know, they, they have, they developed their own perception, even though they weren't there. And a lot of times the people who were there will say what they can, but it's not always the same. You know, uh, some of these folks that are, have been involved with a lot of traumatic situations in the area that they live, they're going to make it that, you know, every event that happens there is starting to, to, to get more attention from them. And they, uh, so the, the perception can change. I mean, if, if it's involving a, uh, a school district that might have had several prior cases and things like that, that would generate more concern faster. But if it's a new situation that they've never had to deal with, their perception might not be the same at that time. And that's why it's good for them to learn other, you know, that other situations that have occurred around the country because everybody has a little bit of different thought train about what happened. And so it, it is very important that to realize that you can't rely on everybody thinking the same way you do about a situation. And a lot of times they, they can, you know, post on the, on social media or something like that. And that generates more more concerns and more, more things. But, but yes, a saying I like to say a lot of times is if you take a case to trial, you can know, you can, you're supposed to be tried by a jury of your peers, but you cannot rely a jury to think the same way you do about the situation. And this is another example of how you cannot rely on everybody thinking the same way about you. I mean, that you do regarding the incident itself. And that's why you have to have a little broader outlook at things to realize that, oh my gosh, you know, over there, they're going to think of it as a different way, and uh, we better we better get ready for it. What can be the best way to respond when the media shows up? To be as willing to talk as possible. I mean, a lot of times you can't, you don't have all the information that you need, but to you know, not not make make the media feel as if you're hiding things from them. You don't have to release a video or or a recording, you know, within 24 hours or anything like that, but. Make sure that they understand that you are investigating, and once the investigation is completed, then then uh, you will be open to do that. But a lot of times, I've had to deal with a lot of cases where they ignored the media at first. They said, we can't talk about it, we're not going to talk about it. Sometimes that is the right thing because they don't have enough information, but they have to say it in a way that makes the media understand that they're going to do it. And on some of these highly publicized cases, some of the people I worked with they brought in, you can find that there are public speakers who are used to dealing with the media. They can either coach you through dealing with the media or they can even speak on behalf of the, of the, of the, uh, of the departments of who's ever involved in the situation. It, that's not always something that's necessary, but it wouldn't hurt to look into those public speakers that are, that are used to dealing with the media and maybe they can help train you to uh, deal with the media when they come in because the, if the media thinks you're not sharing everything or that you're withholding evidence or whatever, that's when things start ratcheting up again. And we don't want them to think that, you know, you're, you're withholding things from them 
and all that because that just hurts your reputation. And if you have a similar situation in the future, it automatically hits the media rather than taking time. So, so just make sure that, that the, the media is, you know, allowed to ask questions. And then if you can't answer them at the time, just say we can't answer it now, but we will. And, uh, you know, you're welcome to come back and, and all that because, you know, the media is, then they start asking for public records and, and anytime anything is withheld for a, a time, they start saying that, you know, they start asking for what they can get legally, they can obtain and all that. And sometimes, you know, there's some information that they can get that really isn't all that necessary in the case, but they do. So it's just another example of how communication is very important. So being open to talk with the media is very important and you can't reject them and not let them in your office or anything like that. There were just a couple of things I wanted to add at the end here is that there are a lot of good websites that have good training procedures, you know, things that you should think about in training. And it's always good to learn those things because sometimes they talk about little things that you might not have even think of. You know, it, it talks about the impact of the incident, how personal perception can get involved, but, you know, the, you know, the notifications up the ladder and things like that. So they have some really good uh, websites that you can do. So all you do is got to Google that situation and you can find it. And then, you know, just to wrap things up, I, I just wanted to share again how important it is that when you do have an incident to make sure you talk to your carrier about it because they probably have been dealing things all around the country that you can learn some situations from. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks to our speaker and all of our listeners. Please visit the Prima website to hear other Prima podcasts, join upcoming Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about other Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Have an amazing day.